Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Anna Dedder from the Comment and Analysis Desk. In 2015... Angela Merkel made a decision that has allowed more than one million refugees into Germany. They can't vote in Sunday's elections, but their presence has been much felt in the campaign, says Guy Shazan. The asylum policy was seen by some as political suicide for the Chancellor, and although she's now expected to win another term in office, it's fueled the rise of the right-wing party Alternative for Germany and forced the authorities also to shift to the right. Miss Merkel's decision is still controversial, says Guy. It was an unbelievable adrenaline rush. That's how Sylvia Reinschmidt describes the time two years ago when she joined hundreds of other volunteers to hand out food and drink to the bedraggled and traumatised refugees then streaming daily into Munich train station. She says, For the first time in my life, I was really proud of Germany. Before, I always felt being German had such negative connotations. But the initial enthusiasm soon wore off. Ms. Reinschmidt, director of an adult education centre in the small Bavarian town of Fürstenfeldbruck, quickly realised what a hard slog it would be to absorb so many immigrants from an entirely different culture. The trigger was when an elderly Syrian man told her that Hitler was a good man because he gassed all the Jews. She says of the Syrian asylum seekers, The problem of anti-Semitism clearly does exist. Two years ago I thought it would be enough just to teach them German but now I see we have to teach them our democratic values too. None of the more than one million refugees who have entered Germany since 2015 can vote in national elections on Sunday, yet their presence is looming large over the campaign. On doorsteps, marketplaces and television studios, politicians from all parties have been assailed by anxious voters asking how Germany can absorb so many newcomers, many of them Muslims from the Middle East. They ask who's going to pay for the massive task of integration. They ask about crime and the growing threat of terrorism. And they ask how Germany's national identity will survive the influx. Such concerns were on full display last week when Angela Merkel, Germany's Chancellor, faced searching questions from a TV audience on a show called Election Arena. Sebastian Putzer from the East German town of Apolda said the country was being swamped by foreigners. He asked... Who is going to protect us in the next 30 years from this alien infiltration? Miss Merkel said Germany had faced a humanitarian emergency in 2015 and had a duty under the Geneva Convention to offer asylum to those fleeing war. But she also said such a situation will never happen again. In future, Germany would work to shut down illegal immigration, fight human traffickers and help protect the EU's external borders. It would also step up foreign aid, so people in poor countries had less incentive to flee to Europe. A questioner looked unconvinced.
Mr. Putzer represents a sizable minority of Germans who have still not forgiven Miss Merkel for her refugees' welcome policy in 2015. Their anger has fueled the rise of the Alternative for Germany, a right-wing populist party that wants to close the country's borders and curb the right to asylum, and which has stolen millions of votes from Miss Merkel's Christian Democratic Alliance. Once a fringe concern, it is forecast to win at least 50 Bundestag seats in Sunday's election, a result that would make it the most successful German right-wing party since the Second World War. Much of the AfD's success is down to concerns about refugees. Peter Bistron, the party's candidate in North Munich, says, Polls show that migration is the most important issue for voters, followed by social justice and poverty. And in fact, the two issues are linked because a lot of people see immigration as a threat to the welfare state. Yet the AFD is polling less well in Bavaria than in other German states, thanks to the hard line on immigration taken by its ruling party, the Christian Social Union. Alongside Miss Merkel's CDU, its sister party, it has sought to keep the issue out of the election, with limited success. Helmut Jung, consultant at the GMS polling agency, says, The things people in Bavaria care most about are the threat of terror and rising crime on the one hand, and foreigners, immigration and asylum on the other. Bavaria was a frontline state during the refugee crisis, and people haven't forgotten that. Munich, the Bavarian capital, symbolises the hardening of views on immigration. Two years ago, it was the embodiment of Germany's Willkommenskultur, as images of crowds cheering the immigrants and handing them clothes, sweets and toys were beamed round the world. It was the start of a huge national endeavour, a mass mobilisation that has no parallel in recent German history. Swarms of volunteers donated clothes, offered language classes, helped the refugees navigate the country's bureaucracy and, in many cases, even put them up in their homes. Bavaria took in 170,000 migrants in 2015 alone. Emilia Müller, Minister for Social Affairs in the Bavarian government, says, It was surreal. There was a kind of euphoria. But now there is a sense of disillusionment, a kind of sobering up among the volunteers, says Christian Uda, the city's former mayor. He cites the mass sexual attacks on women by men of North African origin in Cologne on New Year's Eve 2015, and the terror attack on a Berlin Christmas market last December by a Tunisian asylum seeker. There is also growing scepticism about the newcomers' job prospects, he says. He adds, The volunteers now realise how hard it's going to be. Many of them don't have the strength to go on. Yet the fatigue masks an extraordinary achievement, both by the voluntary sector and local government. By next year, Bavaria will have spent 9 billion euros on sheltering, feeding and caring for the newcomers, as well as on teaching them German, providing kindergarten places and extra classes for immigrant children, and measures to get refugees into work. They are already yielding results. 60,000 migrants have enrolled in internships and training schemes or are employed. The state is also building 28,000 flats to house the new arrivals. Yet that is breeding resentment among some. The AFD's Mr. Bistron says, Naturally people feel cheated when apartments are being built for migrants who have not paid a single cent into the social security system. There is real anger, he says, about the authorities' largesse towards refugees in a city where, according to him, half of all retirees get a pension of less than 800 euros a month. 
In response to the threat from the AFD, the German authorities have moved sharply to the right on asylum policy. They have repatriated thousands of migrants from places like Kosovo and Albania. They are rejecting asylum requests from Nigerians and Afghans, arguing their homelands are largely safe. They are not even granting Syrians full refugee status anymore. The policy has enraged Munich's army of volunteers, who stand by helplessly as people they have looked after are denied asylum and work permits and threatened with deportation. Wilhelm Drexler, head of migration at the Munich branch of the charity Caritas, says, They go berserk because there's so little they can do to help them. They have 20, 30, 40 people getting rejection letters who are almost kicking the door down, and that's a hard thing to deal with over time. The fatigue among volunteers runs deep. Dirk Hasenjäger, a car salesman from the Munich area, coordinates sports activities for refugees living at a hostel in Fürstenfeldbruck and routinely helps them with paperwork. He says, I'd like to stop, but you can't withdraw completely. Still, he notes that local people's readiness to help has really declined in the past two years. He himself admits to being irritated by the refugees' unrealistic expectations. He says, They don't understand the pressure people are under in Germany, how hard they have to work. They want everything served up on a plate. One migrant helped by Mr. Hasenjäger is Najib Assad, a 37-year-old engineer from Damascus who arrived in Germany in 2014. He and his wife Sara Al-Khuri, 10-year-old son Ayed, and 8-month-old daughter Larissa live in a comfortable flat near Fürstenfeldbruck. Things have gone well so far. They have been granted asylum and a three-year residence permit and speak decent German. But Mr. Assad cannot find a job. He says, Companies are looking for younger people, and they will only take on older guys if they have lots of work experience in Germany. In Syria, adds Mr. Assad, you ring up the boss directly, and he'll hire you over the phone. I thought I'd find a job more quickly, he says. I didn't think it would be so hard. Yet he is one of the lucky ones. Bavaria now has a large population of rejected asylum seekers who are barred from working or learning German, many of whom have been stuck for years in grim reception centres that were never designed for long stays. Mr Draxler says, The frustration is huge. They have no hope, no work and little money. Skender Munishi, a psychiatrist from Kosovo who often works with refugees, lives near the Fürstenfeldburg reception centre. He says the men who loiter outside keep trying to chat up his daughter. He says... They ask if she's got a boyfriend and want her mobile number, and that's not okay. Concerns about the attitude of some refugees to women were underlined last week when the Bavarian Interior Ministry released figures showing a 48% increase in rape cases in the first half of 2017. 126 of the 685 total were carried out by immigrants, a 91% increase on 2016. Thomas Baumann, spokesman for the Munich police, says 48% of all crimes recorded in the Greater Munich area last year were committed by non-Germans, even though they make up only 23% of the population. He says, They come from countries where policing is weak. We need them to know it's different here. Misdemeanours by refugees have little impact on the overall statistics. The number of crimes committed in Greater Munich rose 6% last year, Yet public perceptions are that the increase was much greater. Mr Bauman says, 
People's sense of security has suffered significantly. The naivety is gone. Authorities are trying to address public anxiety by toughening up their rhetoric on asylum seekers. Emilia Müller, the Bavarian Social Affairs Minister, says the refugees must make more of an effort to fit in. She says, They have to live with us, not next to us, and not against us. They have to follow our laws, our system of values, and our constitution. Ms. Reinschmidt agrees that refugees need to be taught democracy and to understand that things like misogyny, homophobia, and anti-Semitism have no place in German society. Yet she is convinced that the migrant influx represents a historic opportunity for Germany. She says, There are fewer and fewer Germans left. Villagers are standing empty in Bavaria. There are so many unfilled apprenticeship places, and there's a staffing crisis in the care homes. I think it would be good if we took in even more refugees.